This, this is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. With guest host, Ryan Leaf, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And if you don't have a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show. I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Earlier on the show, Lakers writer for The Athletic, Bill Orem. Coming up, 11-year NFL veteran quarterback, Bruce Gretkowski. Plus, Rich checks in from the NFL Combine. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ryan Leaf. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf. Third day in a row, filling in for Rich. He's in Indianapolis covering the NFL Combine from Ryan Leaf. first... To finish, TJ Jefferson joining us along with Michael Del Tufo and our friend Chris Brockman. And Chris Brockman, it's a Friday. So, it's Friday uh, then. What's more likely? Oh, we're going to do what's more likely right now, Ryan. You've never played. I have never played likely. it. We did it last week with Micah Parsons, TJ. That mm-hmm. was dope. That was amazing. And so we're going to do it right now. Hit my music. What? What's more likely? Never say never, but never. Yeah. Thank you, Mike Tomlin. All right, let's get to it, guys. You know how we do. We throw out two things, and I ask you what's more likely. Make a decision. Life is about making decisions. Don't ride the fence. Pick one side or the other, and let's do it. Okay, first up, (laughs) Lakers, guys. That was so embarrassing last night. So what's more likely? Lakers miss the playoffs completely altogether, or... Win a playoff series. Ryan, what say you? Uh, uh, most likely they miss the playoffs completely. Altogether. Not Altogether. even not even the plan. Yeah. Um, I think that's more likely than if they do get in with the plan, they 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 lose the series, whoever they're playing in the West. There isn't a to me, there isn't a team that can't beat them. Yeah, so they're the ninth seed right you know. now. So, I mean, they're only one game clear uh, of the playing tournament. So th- that for me is more more likely. Uh, than them getting into the playoffs after playing in the play-in tournament, and, and then somehow ultimately, upsetting Phoenix or Golden State or whatever. Right? Yeah, I, I, I don't see that happening simply because of what you just said. The teams they're going to have to play yeah. in that first round, right? That that that. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm more likely to go the the they miss it out completely, yeah, and especially TJ, with the comment TJ, that Bill think? made, yeah. or what Bill talked to us about when you asked him the question around whether LeBron shuts it down. Like if they get within you know six six games out and they know they're not in it anymore. Or, or it's it's improbable, you know. LeBron and 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 AD don't even don't even play the rest of the season. Yeah, TJ, what do you think about that? Uh, where are the two options again, Chris? It's I would say they don't play off completely. Yeah, or they somehow win a series. I think they miss completely. I agree with Ryan. Even if they get into the play, and I die. who are they going to be? No, he he's even saying miss know. the play in completely. That, oh, I'm saying they're not going to make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who could they? Who Nothing could they possibly. Be? Yeah, you know what's going to be amazing? <laughs> I just thought of this. Everyone likes to hate on LeBron as it is anyway. You know, myself included. I mean, time, I don't from time to time, uh, just because it's fun. Uh, so if he hangs on here, right, mm-hmm. playing all these crap games that are just blowing out, kind of like the A Rod thing. You know, A Rod would always hit a home run down nine. In the ninth inning, he did a solo blast or whatever. Okay, yeah. If LeBron gets all these cheap points, but they're still losing by 30, and then he passes Kareem, how many people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, he only got those points and they were losing by 30. Like, they didn't translate to any win. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, you're always Kareem, are- Kareem's still the all-time points champion well, for, for me. For- Go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. Plenty of people are going to uh, make that argument. 
because they're just trolls. It's yeah. it's points scored. I can already scored. see it coming. How many because how many years in those Cleveland years as rookie and second year when they weren't making the playoffs? Yeah, yeah that's right? what. How exactly. is that? How are those are not just vacant so, points too? There, guys. So we invalidate those points. Yeah, so that's had, what we do. You know, like you know, there's always like in Brockman's one. He goes, "I hate the LeBron stands." Well, I guess I'm always quick to say there's also some just ridiculous LeBron haters yeah. who counterbalance those stands. Look, I'm just so, saying. I'm just getting you guys ready for the argument. Like next year. Oh, yeah. like, it's, it's gonna happen. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Happen. All right, let's move on. Uh TJ, this is specifically for you, so Ooh. you can answer this first. Okay. And then Ryan, since you played for the Let team, you can go second. Got it? More likely, what's more likely? To play Winning the Super Bowl. It, to play in a Super Bowl first. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys or Amari Cooper? Woo! Uh, because Amari Cooper's going to end up on the Rams somehow next yeah, year. Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? Or the Patriots. Or the, Patriots. the Cowboys are going to cut him, and he's going to go to Kansas City, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or, you know, or he's going to go to Arizona because, as we all know, the Cardinals right. are going to win the Super Bowl next year because right. the Super Bowl is played where, Chris? In Glendale, California, Glendale, Arizona. Yeah. So my worst nightmare will come to fruition. He'll either go to the, the Philadelphia team or the team in Washington or the little guys in New York. Uh, I, uh, do I have to say it? Yeah, you have to say Amari Cooper. Just say it. Why are you making me do this, bro? No, the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl next year, right? I mean, I have to stick with it. Yeah, Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl next year. Ryan, more likely to play in a Super Bowl first. Cowboys or Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. There's not even a question. The Dallas Cowboys aren't going to play in the Super Bowl. See, that's a trick question because we're not cutting Amari Cooper and he's going to win the Super Bowl. You're not cutting him? I don't know. I mean, Adam Schefter's pretty good at his job. I know, but he doesn't have it. Like, I'm inside. I'm a fan. Like, right. I'm a super fan. You, you and Micah I mean? talked about some things. Well, you know, Micah and I, we may have exchanged some texts. Yeah. You know, Troy and I may have a group chat with Dak and oh, Irv and Emmett. Ew. We may. And again, we, we might we not. May. But we, we may. may. We may not. <laughs> You may Look, not I, do. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm, I'm like everyone at home who's getting mad about the Cowboys. You all love your team. I'm just you, except I'm sitting here and my team happens but to no, be the Cowboys. The thing, about being, no. the thing about fandom sometimes, though, I'm a realistic fan. Like, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And you guys remember when I hosted the draft show a year ago. I was like, this is a rebuilding year. And when they were able to accomplish what they accomplished, I thought that was an incredible overachieve for them this year. To get to the playoffs like they did. I mean, there's no way I saw that happening with their inability to address the offensive line position. Ben Roethlisberger on his last leg. Yeah, uh, I, I just I, I thought no way, no way that was possible. And they did a great job. But I'm also a realistic fan. Right. I you know, I understand that Pittsburgh's going to be, you know, they got to find a quarterback. Uh, it's going to be difficult. I'm with you. Dallas has a lot of the pieces. I just think the lone liability that existed for this team heading into the playoffs was Mike McCarthy, and that hasn't changed. <laughs> that hasn't changed, right? You had an opportunity to really throw everything at Sean Payton, go buy him out of the contract. That's the guy you wanted. You know, we'll see. This but is the right, last Sean, opportunity for Mike Sean McCarthy. Sean Payton came on this show and sat in that chair and basically said that he needed time off, so I think that's... Well, you know what? I think everybody needs time off until somebody throws $150 million in front of their face. <laughs> also, Chris, you said he's a realistic fan. Let me explain something to you. Ain't no thing. In this world, there's, <laughs> there's enough There's enough real stuff going on in this country and in this world right now. I prefer to take those 18 weeks of football and just be as irrational and be a super fan because I can get realism Monday through Saturday. Let me just like pretend and let me that. think that my team is going to win every week oh, just it's like a, it's you should a, be doing. You know, the NFL has figured out how to brainwash people. I mean, it is a it is a real thing on Sundays, right? It is a yeah. drug of choice for many where you just 
you get outside yourself. You so become 12, another 12 person. Hours, you lock in. You plug Sunday. in. It's like the Matrix. It, you yep. know what I'm you saying, Chris? plug in and it's go time. There's enough real after that, yeah, man. Just I mean, like, give me three hours to think that my team is the best ever. And then, you know, let me come back to reality after that. Like That's just right, how I look right, at speaking it. Speaking of coming back down to reality, let's talk about Rich. Um, <laughs> a little combine. We saw Tyquan Thornton run a 4-2-8 officially yesterday. Officially, Ryan. So what are the chances he plays wide receiver? So what are the chances? What's more likely? A defensive back. Goes sub four two eight, or that's fast. Rich goes sub six oh five, as some of the uh, offshore gaming sites <laughs> have put his over under total at six oh five. There is, it's more likely that a defensive back runs sub four two eight, and not, this isn't a knock against Rich. I just he hasn't been training like he he has in the past. He has not been training yeah. at all, and, I, and and it's okay, right? He's got things going on in his life, right? He's got. Uh, the, the Super Bowl was held at SoFi. Was the, I mean, just everything was there. He had to go and do a lot of work. Yeah. They're, they're remodeling their house. I mean, all of these things can Got throw a, going on. a huge wrench into your training schedule. And if yeah. you're not willing mm-hmm. to to really you know put aside some some real time to train for the forty to get below six point oh five, it's it's most likely not going to happen. And he's not running right now. He's actually running in, like a month from now. Right, he's gonna, running, and he's going to do, do it out here. SoFi. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big event for St. Jude. I was perfect this week. I don't know if you guys could tell. Here's the narcissist in me, but I feel like I've I, I've just over the three days on TV, I've 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 leaned out. You're wearing black. Yeah, it makes you look slimming. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be all destroyed tonight. By the way, uh, just. By your Batman. Human human uh, uh, trash compactor coming in. <laughs> I do have one more. We do have one more. Let's do one more here. One most, more what, was, what's more most likely? One more was what? NFL, Mike, NFL. What's more likely? Uh, what's more likely? To, who's going to play without a new deal in 2022? Kyler or Lamar Jackson? Uh, Kyler Murray's going to most likely pay, play with a new deal because he, had, he doesn't deserve it yet. Oh. He hasn't done enough, really, for this franchise. I believe. Don't sound like that. Hasn't voice. done enough. No, not for this franchise. I mean, he is the playoff performance can pretty much, if you want, you could lay it squarely in his lap. I mean, it was a lot of things. They were without DeAndre Hopkins, but that's they stunk in that game. They were terrible in that football game because, and it was it was a real false start for them because Matthew Stafford was really hesitant, right? It was the best thing in the world that could happen is them to go out and dominate defensively like they did and get after Kyler Murray because, uh, you know, for a team that was so good early on, they continue to have that end of the year swoon. And so I agree that he is he is the future for this franchise, and I suppose that is counter, counterproductive to what I'm trying to accomplish, right? I would want to see one more year. I want to see one more year. I want to see an advancement into the playoffs, that's what I want to see done. And if I don't, then you're in a spot where you're like, okay, um, what does this mean? Do we have to move on? Because the slightest change in quarterback play in this league gets you a title. That's just the bottom line, everybody. And it's it's hard to believe that it's this, this slight that gets you a title. But if your quarterback's not able to get it done, you know, are there quarterbacks out there that are able to get it done the team hasn't been able to get it done? I would argue Josh Allen this year. Right. That's where, that's yeah, where, those 13 seconds weren't his fault. No, defensively, you know, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. So uh, I would argue that there's a quarterback out there that it, it's not on him on why the team hasn't won a championship, and he got the deal, right? right. I will say it from time to time in, in Arizona, it's on Kyler Murray, and it should be because that offense 
is predicated on him, and it's a reason why he was the number one overall pick. The fact that Cliff Kingsbury got the extension, that's meaningful to me because he fits the role of what Cliff wants to do in the NFL in terms of scheme. So, that being the case, I'm still willing to say that Lamar Jackson, because it sounds like we got some audio that we're going to listen to a little bit later from their uh, uh, from their organization at DaCosta around where they're sitting with with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and he, well, I mean, we can talk about that a little bit later. Bruce Gradkowski is coming up, but it's just weird what's going on with Lamar. Like, why America. isn't he more um, motivated? Yeah, let's let's aggressive. you know what? Let's listen to that audio. Let's listen to DaCosta there for the Baltimore Ravens talking about Lamar Jackson's extension. Well, I hope so. At some point, that we will. You know, I think we've discussed this at length, um, and I said this before, we will work at Lamar's urgency. So he and I have had ongoing discussions. Um, you know, we've talked fairly recently as well. He knows how to find me. I know how to find him. I was very happy um, to see him working out on the West Coast recently with some of our guys. That's exciting, something that we really think will help us this year be the very best team that we can be. He's a guy that when we think about the Ravens, three four five years from now we envision Lamar being a very very big part of that team and definitely a player that can help us win Super Bowls well if, if I'm Lamar and I'm listening to that that that's an open invitation for me to walk into the general manager's <laughs> office say, right hey. now and say hey I would like a uh, uh, you know like 200 million Let's yeah go. I, can I get a four-year uh, 200 million dollar deal please <laughs> Get a you know, fifth year option, like let's go. Like, what are we, we doing? Cash it. When you're not, when you don't have an agent advocating for you, and it's it's you have so much more on your plate. I mean, you're a starting quarterback in the NFL, the <laughs> preparation, everything. You don't need that extra hassle, right? Lamar, get to it, man. You got a you got a bag full of money sitting over there, and they're not they're not hopping around and saying different things and this that and the other or, or scoffing at stuff. They, they are saying, hey, we expect you to be the guy five six years down the line. Go get that bag. Go get that bag, young man. Um, when we come back, Bruce Gradkowski um, from Pro Football Focus is going to tell us all about it. But first, hey, when hey. was the last time you seriously considered your dream? Every day. I mean, come on. You used to think about it all the time. What happened? I say it's time you and your dream get back together. Think about it. You could live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could tour around all 423 national park sites. Come to Montana. There's two great ones there. Build a mountain cabin with your dad. Ah, oh, that sounds sweet. Or you start your own business. Really, whatever you dream of. And it's a Mercedes. It's a Mercedes-Benz van we're talking about. So expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect amazing performance and reliability with MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine it runs like well a dream so what do you say head to the mercedes-benz van dealership and get that sprinter tell them your dream sent you we'll be right back with bruce here on the rich eisen show hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me i need a good night's sleep because if i don't have one just not myself you know the deal You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here, filling in for Rich. He's still in Indianapolis covering the NFL Combine for NFL Network. Uh, we'll get to him at the top of the next hour. Uh, joined alongside here, TJ Jefferson, Michael Del Tufo, and Chris Brockman. Uh, our next guest, who's joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans hotline, or phone line, uh, is a guy I spent four hours with last night. Uh, former NFL quarterback, analyst for Pro Football Focus, as well as a contributor to SiriusXM NFL Radio, um, NFL quarterback, veteran, uh, Mr. Bruce Gradkowski. Bruce, what's up, buddy? Good to hear from you again. Hey, brother. Good. Thanks for having me. And I was going to say those four hours, you weren't even whining and dining me with a good meal. We were just strictly talking ball. But it definitely was fun. I ran into your guy, Rich Eisen, the other day on the elevator as well. He was looking good. And I think it's always a great thing he does every year running a 40 and I told him I'm looking forward to that and I don't know why I get so much pleasure and satisfaction off of like someone's discomfort and watching (laughs) him run a 40 I just really enjoy that so I'm looking forward to it again this year uh joining us on the phone Bruce Gradkowski uh former NFL quarterback and now analyst uh so I've been telling the guys right I mean there's been a lot of talk this morning around Malik Willis and 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 in and the, and the hype train. And, and you and I, I, I felt like, saw it a little bit similarly yesterday. We saw some quarterbacks struggle a little bit, but kind of talk to us about what you saw. You were there in Indianapolis. You watched Malik Willis. Uh, you saw some of maybe the, the lack of fluidity in some of his throws. He uncorked one, of course, 65 yards down the field. I get that. But, but talk yeah. to us a little bit about what you saw last night from the young quarterback. Yeah, I mean, number one, I, when I saw him you know, in person the other day, I, I went up stood next to him because I wanted to eye him up and just see physically how he looked. And he's a good, strong-looking dude, good, strong legs. Um, he's probably, you know, about six one or so around my height. I might have had him just by a hair. but um, it, And then you get to the throne, and I was so anxious to watch this part because to see someone in person that's a lot different than with pads and in the game and all that, 
and and to your point, that's a great point. It's just fluid. You know, it, it didn't look fluid to me. It, it looked like a struggle at times. And the inaccuracy, uh, he was off. You know, he was inaccurate last night. I wanted to see more accuracy from him. But once again, you and I, you know, we pointed out last night that this is the first time them ever throwing to some of these receivers, you know, and you, you're standing in line, you're waiting for the next throw. It, it's not easy, but, you know, sometimes you can overthink things, try to be perfect, and I think I saw a little bit of that from him last night. Not that I'm overly concerned or I want to look too far deep into that, but, yeah, it just it just wasn't the night maybe – I just would have expected a little bit more from him, and I wanted to see more because I like him. I like his film. I like his athleticism. I like he's strong and can make plays outside the pocket, but I wanted to see better accuracy, more so kind of like of what we saw from Kenny Pickett last night. Yep, that was my next question. Uh, You know, Kenny Pickett was the butt of all jokes yesterday, right? Smallest hands uh, uh, in the combine this year at eight and a half inches, right? Uh, The NFL Network standing right there next to him. He's not oblivious to what's going on, right? The camera's not pointed at him or his face. It's pointed at his incredibly tiny hands is the way people are putting it. <laughs> and then he goes out and puts on a show, right? was probably the most accurate. Uh, he was forceful. He had a good foundation beneath him. Uh, he was accurate in all phases. He let the ball fly down the football field. I, just, I thought he did an exceptional job under the scrutiny and pressure that he had to deal with uh, yesterday because of those hand measurements. You're spot on. I mean... You have a camera down by your waist, like filming your hand. And, you know, we had an opportunity to talk to him on NFL radio this week. And I just loved his poise, his demeanor. Even last night, you could tell he's a guy that doesn't get rattled by much. He's got a really kind of smooth personality about him. And he's smooth on the football field as well. I think he's a football player. And a lot of times we can over, we, we could kind of, nitpick things too much, but we can't forget about the game tape. And I asked him the other day, too, how did it feel to be a part of a role change, you know, with the fake slide? But when I watched that play, I knew it came natural to him. And those are the type of plays I try to find from a quarterback to see how instinctive they are. How can they react and just naturally make a play? And that's what he did in that moment. You know, he felt like he was going to slide, but at the moment he was like, wait, why? I could keep going. And he kept his feet and ended up scoring. So I like that part about him. I think he's a football player. I do, you know, I thought he had a great night last night. I was happy for him because of all the the noise surrounding how big his hands measured. Uh, so for him, I'm happy for him that he had a good night. There is, so I still do have some concerns. I mean, college football players they don't play games in December and January. Yes, they have a bowl game and whatnot. Usually, it's in indoors or it's in better weather. But December and January, that's when you have to play your best football in the NFL. So I do have some concerns about maybe his arm strength and his accuracy when you're playing in tough environments weather-wise. But I do really like how he's a football player, and I was glad he had a good performance last night. Yeah, I was too. Uh, It was fun to see him overcome something he can't control right he can't control the size of his hands right he can go what he can control is what he did last night talk to us about some guys that that piqued your interest that you you maybe didn't uh necessarily uh see coming into it but performed extremely well and i think probably made themselves some money last night yeah i mean well i think desmond ritter just the way he ran like a 449 i mean that's he's moving and that's going to kind of pique your attention if you're a scout just knowing 
oh, he's got some speed to him as well because he, he's had a great college career. You know, what he did at Cincinnati, where he brought that football team, he has a lot of reps under his belt. So that's something to keep an eye on. I, I think he has to be better as I watch his tape, is being more consistent, being more accurate. That's what I'd like to see from him. But I think that 40 is going gonna, is gonna to kind of pique some teams' attention. Um, you know, and then guys down the list a little bit, you know, Dustin Crum, you know, a guy from Kent State, had, had a phenomenal career there. You know, he's a smart guy. He's going to execute the offense. I thought last night he was just one of those guys that stepped in, and when, when it was his turn to throw, he was accurate, he completed the ball, and he had good timing and rhythm, and he got back to the back of the line. Like, he's a guy who didn't say much, did his job, and that was it. And it was, But it was, it was spot on. It was like the rhythm and timing you want to see from a quarterback. It was a go ball over the shoulder that was perfect, tw- you know, twice. Uh, right in a row he did it, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, Brock Purdy. I thought Brock Purdy, I, I was a fan of his at Iowa State because he's tough. He plays the game fun. It's, it's fun to watch. But he'd make some, like, boneheaded decisions. And I thought that hurt him later on, you know, in, in his career at Iowa State. And it hurt that football team. But I thought last night, he actually did put a good performance on. I mean, he's not the biggest guy. But he had good timing and rhythm. He was accurate with the football. He's a guy in late rounds. Hey, he's a football player. If your team needs to put a backup in, he could probably get the job done. And he has to be smarter making decisions. But other than that, I thought he did pretty well. Um, you know, Sam Howe, you know, we watched him. I thought, you know, one side to the other, he threw better. I think it was going to his left. And then when he went to his right, he was just off. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, had, had a great college career, shows he has a good arm, shows he's athletic. But I wanted to see more out of Sam Howell last night because at PFF, he's our number one uh, quarterback. And I'm not sure if, you know, I'm on board with that. But I thought last night I wanted to see more from him. We're speaking with Bruce Gradkowski, pro football focus analyst, as well as Sirius XM radio, Channel 88 as well. Um, I, you listen to me. I'm a. I really like Carson Strong. I liked what he was in college, but now he's had yeah. two opportunities: the Senior Bowl and now the Combine. At least the throwing aspect of it, and he's looked uh, a little a little shaken. Right? He he hasn't looked the part. And I've watched him on tape and in big games and games against better quality opponents like Kansas State, and he has looked like the 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 real deal. So. What, what, what's your biggest takeaway from him? Because he's easily the most physically talented player at the quarterback position in this year's NFL draft. Oh, for sure. And you talk about the amount of reps and throws that he has in his, his college career uh, has, has been impressive. You know, you're talking about a guy, you know, five big-time throws and zero turnover where he plays for us at PFF versus Colorado State in his final career game. I mean, you know, that's him. That's what he's capable of doing. Uh, but, I, you know, and that's what I loved about you last night. Like you did, you were talking highly of Carson Strong coming in. And then, you you know, one point you did, you were like, you know what? This is the second time in a row on a big stage with the senior boy and now the, the combine that he has not stepped up and taken advantage of that. And that's what I saw last night. Like for me, you know, you and I were talking about it. It sometimes as a quarterback – you try to overthink things. You try to be perfect, and you aim your throws. You try to guide your throws instead of just taking your drop and letting that sucker loose. you got to let it rip and not overthink it. And last night, Carson Strong looked like he was trying to be perfect. 
and just you know pinpoint accurate. But sometimes when you overthink that, you know he threw a couple slants that were right at the knees. He threw an in route right at the knees. It stinks for him, but he'll get another opportunity to his pro day. And for a guy that's just a pocket-type passer and with, with the talk around his knee and, and how healthy can he be, I think last night wasn't his best performance. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was disappointing, especially for somebody who, who thinks he has a, a heck of a career uh, ahead of him at the NFL level. All right, let's, uh, let's bounce around the league a little bit. Um, uh, the quarterback position, as always, as we head into free agency, as we head into the new league year, is the, the conversation piece. You know, the biggest ones out there. Uh, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers once again. What what that's going to look like? Aaron hasn't made a decision. Russell's a Seattle Seahawk. There's nothing nothing changing there, uh, unless something's forced where he doesn't show up and play. But the bigger conversation is, uh, and we had it a little bit earlier around Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, both guys that uh, have extensions uh, available to them. And Kyler Murray has come out blatantly and said, "This is this is what I want. This I, I need. This this is." the direction uh, and loyalty I need to be shown for, for me to really put it all in with what I need to do here in Arizona, where on the other side of this, DaCosta talks, DaCosta talks about how he's waiting for Lamar. This is on Lamar's timeline. If I'm Lamar, I'm like, go get that bag of money, young man. And and, and right. so what, what do you think about the two dynamics here, one with an agent, one with an overzealous agent, but both in similar situations? Yeah, no no doubt. And, and I think a little different, you know, on their career path right now, I think Lamar Jackson, I mean, He's already he's already shown it. I mean, being an MVP yep. for a year, showing what he could do. The Ravens came in the last season with a lot of guys injured, and but they were competitive through the season until Lamar Jackson got hurt. So Lamar Jackson gives you a chance and elevates those around him, and that's always the quality I look for. He's a likable guy. He elevates those around him. He's a great team player. Guys in the locker room love him. He's going to get his money, and I think it is just probably wait until – Lamar Jackson and his camp, and I know it's kind of just him, um, approach the Ravens and try to get a deal done. And, and I think it's, it, it would be the smart thing to do. I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, you look at Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray had a phenomenal year. He's been doing some good things. You know, Arizona started off hot, but then he gets injured. When he comes back, it doesn't look the same. And now you have a guy coming out with his agent putting the statement out there. To me... I just didn't like that approach. You know, it seems like a lot of kind of pelting in a sense. Give me my, give me what I deserve. Give me my money or I'm going home. Like, and now I get it. You know, is he going to show up for $5 million this year? I, I don't know. And should he? I don't know. He's done a phenomenal job. He's a good um, piece to that team. But I have more concerns of the things we hear lingering out there about right. his leadership and where he is right now because that's what you need going forward. Is a leader uh, to be a leader to elevate those around you? Like we're talking about Lamar Jackson. So for Kyler Murray, I, I don't know. I, I would kind of wait this out and franchise him and, and see how this goes. But on the other side, you know, him and Cliff Kingsbury share the same agent. Cliff Kingsbury just got re-upped. I could imagine they're in talks with Kyler Murray, but it's just a tough decision to make. Um, and I think you only know what you want to do if you're in that organization because you're around him. You see how the guys act around him, and if he's the guy for the, the the future, and you know that, then I have no problem handing out that bag of cash. But until then, maybe uh, you wait another year or two and, and let him prove himself once again. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback, 11-year veteran, uh, pro football focus analyst in with SiriusXM. 
uh, NFL radio as well. Uh, the wide receivers, we watched them run last night, right? The 40-yard dash. And, and Chris Brockman and I here on the show were kind of talking about it early on. Uh, when they run it, they're on TV. When, in, in, and in person for you, you watch the, the number go up on the board. And Tyquan Thornton goes 4.21. And everybody goes, oh, my God, he just broke the combine record. And he's probably thinking, I dropped the mic. I, you know, I got a billion dollars <laughs> in the bank. I'm jumping up to the first round, all this stuff. And then... You know, an hour later, uh, it comes back out that it's it's not that, and and you've uh, forfeited your opportunity to run it again. If he now, don't get me wrong, four two eight is an, an amazing fast speed, but if right. you feel like you can run faster, and and because you were shown uh, something that that really wasn't real, and you decide not to run for a second time, I mean that's that's got to be diminishing res- responses from 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 players. What what is your takeaway with that, Chris Olave, another one who ran a four two nine and then was ended up in the Four three nine area. No, absolutely. And you and I saw eye to eye on this one. I mean that that was disappointing last night when we heard that because you do get really excited if you're the player. And just like you said, I mean now you're like, why? Why even run another one? I just broke the the combine record. I'm good. I'm done. And then it comes back from a four two one to a four two eight. But either way, this guy can move. I think he has the production at Baylor. He, he's he's not a small guy either, being 6'2". I think that's the thing I like about him as well. So he definitely made a name for himself. He definitely maybe stepped up the board a little bit more with his 40. But, man, you know, what? just think if you're his agent, too. Think, we got one. We made it. Yes. We we broke the record. And then to, to find out you didn't. But I still think he did a great job and, uh, you know, give him a lot of credit for putting in the hard work to be prepared to run a fast 40. 428 still moving. I would love to know what that feels like. Just like I told you last night, I'd love to know how it feels to throw the football if I'm Ryan Leaf. You know, me over here, you know, I got those little lollipops going on. I'd love to know what it feels like to rifle one like you were able to do. Well, uh, you did pretty good for yourself. In fact, I, I want you to tell a, a, a little bit of your story, right? Just, you know, and you talked about it last night on the radio, how some of these players are uh, have made a name for themselves, have maybe... Um, slipped their slipped their note under the door here for some of these general managers. Crumb being one of them from Kansas State, um, Brock Purdy at, at Iowa State that they can take a look at. And you get into an organization, right? You get in in a fifth, sixth, maybe even seventh round, or even as a free yeah. agent, as long as you get on a roster. Because your situation, you end up in Tampa Bay with John Gruden. You learn the offense, and then Chris Sims goes down, and you you get thrust in and get to start what eleven games as a rookie. I mean, talk to us about yeah. that and your story a little bit through this process. No, for sure. A lot of times, all the players get caught up on, when am I going to get drafted? But you have to take a deep breath and take a back seat and think, look, it's not so much when, but it's where. You want to go to the right situation. And for me, coming out in 06, man, I wanted to get drafted as high as I could. I thought possibly in the third round. When I saw um, Brody Croyle going off the board and Charlie Whitehurst and all these guys going off the board, I'm, I'm thinking I'm next at any moment. And I didn't go until the sixth round, but I went to Tampa Bay. And I remember my agent at the time saying, look, this is a great spot because you're going to lo- you're gonna learn a lot of good football. And I did. The first minute I got there, John Gruden said, listen, I want you, ta- I want you to take that blank or that cassette tape out of your head that- of football that you know, and I'm going to put a new tape of what you're going to learn, and you're going to learn my you know, new football and good football. And-, and he did. I learned so much good football. And he taught me through OTAs, minicamp, training camp. 
I had to learn with a sense of urgency as if I was going to be the starter. And with him coaching that way, it made me learn that way. And I was thankful I did because when Chris Sims went down third or fourth week of the season, I was the backup, and it was my time to go in. And so I was prepared in the sense of knowing the offense, understanding what to do, that I was ready for that moment. But, you know, as a rookie, you live and learn. You have some good moments. You have some not-so-good moments you have to learn from. But that helped propel me to have an 11-year NFL career because of just such a good foundation of learning football the right way. So when I see these guys coming out, like a Dustin Crum, you know, the guys that even, even the big guys we're talking about, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, where are these guys going to end up going? I want to be so anxious to go so high in the first round. Let it unfold. If you go later in the first round, if you go second round, it's not a bad thing. It's not when you go, it's where you go. I think some of these quarterbacks are going to end up having a really good career once it unfolds and we see who their coach is, who the system is, and who surrounds them. Because at the end of the day, that's a beautiful thing about football. It's the ultimate team game. Give it, tell us a little bit about how, how Gruden got after Sims, because that is, that is historical stuff. And I spent some time down in Tampa, and I've heard some stories, but just kind of talk to us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, like, we're in training camp my rookie year, and Gruden's getting after me, and, and I feel like, I'm like, man, I can't do anything right. <laughs> Sims is like, Sims looks at me, and he's like, no, you have it easy. You don't even know how this guy was to me. And I told you a story last night, though. Not, not only so much Gruden, but when you get in the NFL, I mean, you have older veterans now. You're, you're 21, 22 years old coming into the NFL. You're around guys that are in their 30s yeah. that have a family and kids, and this is this is their job. I mean, it's not a it's not a game. I mean, it is a game, but it's a business. And I remember being in the huddle with Mike Allstott, Joey Galloway, Anthony Beck, Cadillac Williams, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not getting in the huddle and not going to be able to enunciate these plays. <laughs> I have to know them like the back of my hand because they were so long. I, they were incredibly long. This one play that came kept me up at night. Uh, it was Indy right 10, X short, fake 96 power king, naked left, X slot. And I still know that to this day because I could not sleep until I got that right because I wasn't going into the huddle and not going to know how to call this play when I had Michael Pittman split out as a wide receiver. Then I had to shift him back in the backfield. And then I had to send a motion. I mean, so there's a lot going on. And real quick, another story. Uh, I get in the huddle at training camp, and there's this play – Green right west, 93-week, can it with 96-power king. So that's two runs we called it in the huddle. And I called both runs to the right side. I said 92-week, can it with 96-power king. We break the huddle. I get to the line of scrimmage, and I start telling my O-line, oh, no, shoot, it's 93-week. It's 93-week. I turn back to tell Mike Allstott, and he grabs my face mask. He goes, which one is it? Get it right. <laughs> And, you know, he used maybe a little different kind of language that way. But in that moment, I was like, oh, man, I can't mess up a play. Yeah, yeah. I played with Mike, too, in Tampa uh, and with that crew. And I felt the same way, right? I got in a huddle with, with Keyshawn and and uh, Allstott and work done and those guys, Joey, as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a different world. Hey, Bruce, <laughs> thanks for taking some time, man, and uh, uh, breaking it all down for us. 
No, for sure, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. It was good to be with you last night today. Have a good week. You too, man. Have a great weekend. Bruce Kratkowski, everybody, 11-year NFL veteran, uh, analyst for the Pro Football Focus as well as uh, SiriusXM NFL Radio. All right, when we'll come back, we'll kind of unpack what Bruce had to say about all that combine news. Rich is going to join us at the time of the hour. And when we get back, you're listening to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here, filling in for Rich, joined by TJ Jefferson, as always, Michael Del Tufo, Chris Brockman. Hey, hey. Uh, interesting stuff from Bruce there uh, around the quarterback play. I think him and I, maybe maybe we kind of worked on uh, each other in terms of what we saw from Malik Willis. Um, we, we are definitely in the minority when it comes to what people perceived to have seen from from him last night though we both think he's very capable of playing at a high level it just seemed the bright lights were a little little big for him last night you know liberty being maybe a little bit smaller college i don't want to you know reach too far into that bag but uh um i think there's uh i I feel like kenny pickett uh came away thoroughly the best on-field player from last night yeah, and uh, it was interesting to look at mock drafts and where uh, people have him slated. You know, every mock draft is different, I suppose. But the highest I've seen was him at 11. Uh, do you think he gets that high? Is that right for him? I mean, if you just want to make a prediction here about six weeks out. I hope, I hope you know, the tiny hands scenario follows him so closely and he slips and falls and falls to my Pittsburgh Steelers. I would, I would love that. For him to be Ben Roethlisberger's replacement and to have a unbelievable career, because Pittsburgh if you were, at twenty, yeah, so that's 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 significant. That's nine spaces, you know. Mm-hmm. I think somebody's going to fall in love with him and move up to get him. I really think he has a chance to go in the top ten. To be honest with you, yeah. So, do you think it's going to be a trade situation, or do you think does he? I mean, Houston seems to have found a guy in Davis Mills. Yeah, I don't think they'll reach for one. I think there will have to be a trade. I think there's going to have to be somebody down the line that that wants to move up and get him. It could be the Steelers, right? That, that could be a team that ultimately hears a few things and, and has to make uh, make some moves to, to move up to get him. Yeah, our buddy Bucky Brooks, uh, he has Carolina taking him at six. 
Let's Sam Darnold still owed nineteen million dollars. Everybody, oh, they right? picked up his fifth year. Yeah, yeah he's, he's getting paid. He's getting paid. He's so getting paid for this season. So you know they made that decision a year before he even played to down with them. So that's kind of on them. Two bad contracts then in the eyes. If he doesn't play for him this year, then that means Teddy Bridgewater as well as Sam Darnold playing somewhere else with all that cash that the Carolina Panthers dished out for quarterback play. So well, this is probably a make or break year for Matt Rule. I'm- yeah, and I talked to a couple, uh, a couple uh, uh, guys in the know around Matt Rule, and very similar to the Urban Meyer situation, where they just they still have that collegiate mindset. Mm. People forget that Nick Saban didn't have the same effect in Miami, right? Either he he pushed buttons differently because it 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 wasn't the same. Right, you do it differently at the collegiate level, and they have there's a college football coaches are like gods in those towns, right? Yeah. And what Matt Rule was able to accomplish in Waco, right? And get that amount of money to come to Carolina. He's pushed a lot of people the wrong way. And you are exactly right. He is in uh, in, a, in a direct hot seat, and it's it's where we go from there. Um, there's so there's somebody on the on the on the phone line that wants to chat here in Brockman. Who, who who do we got? Oh yeah, line one, Mike uh, Art in Kentucky wants to talk some non-alcoholic beer. This is going to be great. <laughs> All Art, right, what's Art, happening? Art, how we doing, man? And what's going on, fellas? It's great to talk to you again. Hey, I just, I, I had one of my horrible tagline moments. I was like, you know, the non-alcoholic beer, you know, it's all the bloat and none of the fun. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I don't get bloated when I drive. I just, I have a couple and I'm like, you know, for me, a lot of the time, really, a lot of the time, Art, for me, it's when I'm in social settings. And I sure. and, and just feel uncomfortable with everybody holding a glass or something like that. And and it's just, it, it's more or less for me. I know a lot of different uh, alternatives or that are getting, you know, um, soda water with lime, things, just things like that. But for me, yeah. you know, I, I still like the taste of it. Um, and, and to me, it's uh, still, I love, I love Brockman's that he said earlier today, all the same great You're taste, right. none of the bad choices. Yeah. Yeah. Same great taste. None of the bad choices. Right, right. And literally, I thought that, and then Brockman said it. I was like, God bless it. I was like, he took it. <laughs> but uh, I, talked, I talked to you a couple, uh, couple months ago, and it's been a minute since, uh, since we talked last. Like, if there's anybody that's a fanboy, my friend, it's, it's me on you. Uh, I, I love what you do when, when you visit uh, the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I love the camaraderie, camaraderie between all of you guys. Uh, uh, I was the gentleman that was uh, that was in the process of uh, adopting uh, our foster kids. Uh, uh, yeah. Probably now St. Patrick's Day is going to be that day. So Congratulations, Art. Thank you, and I appreciate you guys. And uh, look, man, I, I I know what recovery is all about, and the transparency that you show to uh, you know through it all uh, about your your struggle and and you, not just your struggles, but you know your your successes. Um, I do the same thing with with my kiddos, and uh, it, it means all the world. You know, it, I think you're you're keeping a lot of people from going down a bad path, and reaching out to those folks that that uh, might need a, a hand up once in a while. So uh, I, I always get giddy when I when I get to see you come on Rich's show, and uh, I love the, everybody there, and uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, you know, lots of love from here in Kentucky. All right. Thanks for the call, Thanks, Art. Really appreciate, appreciate it. Man. Best mm-hmm. of luck. Yep. Um, I think uh, once again, I was uh, I was 
thoroughly overwhelmed by the outpouring of affection and support from people who watch this show and listen to this show. The platform that Rich has developed with you guys, I think, is amazing because uh, that that opening yesterday uh, has impacted a lot of people. And they've uh, reached out and talked to me about it, which is awesome. It's exactly what you want to do. You want to start the conversation, kickstart it, make it continue, destigmatize anything and everything that comes with it and why we do it. So I appreciate everybody once again for being a part of this. We'll be right back here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right. So um, as I was saying, um, the platform that, that Rich and you guys, because you guys are a huge part of this, the, the crew, the camaraderie, the platform that you guys have built, it's just, it's amazing. The people that, that stick around, listen, uh, are a part of what you guys do. And that's got to be incredibly meaningful for you guys too, because uh, it's not just all sports all the time. It's it's a it's a conversation piece. But then um, to to have that kind of platform and be able to reach people in in, in a different way uh, is incredibly impactful. I feel that every time I'm here. So I, I guess it's a it's an open letter of gratitude to all you guys. Uh, once again, everybody listening, and, and and of course Rich and and Chris and Mike and and TJ. You guys make this easy, right? You make this easy for me. Um, it's not. It's not overly welcoming to look into a camera and <laughs> kind of rip off the Band-Aid and, and talk about those things. Yeah, and, and so I appreciate you guys uh, uh, being a part of that as well. Yeah, we love that about you when you come in, just the open and honest dialogue. And, the, and, it, and you can see it in the tweets. People that don't normally chime in or interact with the show, uh, they come out of the woodwork for something like this when you're here uh, because they have that uh, commonality, that common thread point of, of recovery with you and uh, it's fun it's important and uh, we're happy to be a part of it and happy to have you here man i appreciate that yeah. as always i do um when we come back um we're going to talk with rich eisen uh, he is the host of the rich eisen show as hey. you know you know and uh, say, even thus though the name of the show thus <laughs> the name of the show though i am you know i am i'm throwing my hat in the ring at some point he's got to retire right well, you At know, least as, from this. as Jerry Jones pointed out, like uh, to Mike McCarthy, he's not going to be the head coach forever. So Rich is not going to be the host of the Rich Eisen show forever. So someone has to pick up. But that has the brand? At some point. But has the brand been built so well that the Rich Eisen show can continue with a different host. with Ryan Leaf as the as the host? Hmm. Great question. I think there's a real possibility Great with that. Question. And I also think that, you know, it, it coincides with the possibility of me uh, being the uh, color commentary guy on, on Amazon's new Thursday Night Football. So I, I don't think Rich is really wanting or thinking about this show continuing without him anytime soon. Well, <laughs> I, I, I get that. I, I get that. We but at some point, that, that greatness has to transcend. All right? <laughs> it does. When we come back, the man himself, Rich Eisen, here on The Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> 